and welcome to Tony Martinetti Nonprofit Radio. Big nonprofit ideas for the other 95%. I am your aptly named host and the podfather of your favorite hebdomadal podcast. Oh, I'm glad you're with us. I'd be thrown into crimodinia if you pained me with the idea that you missed this week's show. Here's our associate producer, Kate, with what's coming. Hey, Tony. Your website performance. The first of its kind. 2023 nonprofit website performance report reveals startlingly disappointing performance across nonprofit websites. RKD Group's Charles Lahosit explained the shortcomings and how to make the advances needed so your site's vital signs improve. On Tony's Take Two. Thank you. We're sponsored by DonorBox. Outdated donation forms blocking your supporters' generosity this giving season? DonorBox, the fast, flexible, and friendly fundraising platform for nonprofits. DonorBox.org. Here is your website performance. It's a pleasure to welcome Charles Lahoset to Nonprofit Radio. He has been described as an entrepreneur, solutions architect, strategist, technologist, and futurist. He's got a lot of people describing him. Uh, it's, uh, it's, it's admirable just that you got that many people thinking about what you are. Cheers. As vice president for technology at RKD Group, Charles develops solutions that answer nonprofits' business needs. He's a leading expert in application development, email marketing, lead generation, mobile development, website development. We're going to talk a lot about mobile versus website and artificial intelligence. He's on LinkedIn and the company is at rkdgroup.com. Welcome to Nonprofit Radio, Charles. Thanks, Tony. Nice being here. Nice to meet I'm you. I'm glad you are. I'm glad you are. Thank you. We are talking about the 2023 nonprofit website performance report. Uh, I'm sure you believe that this report was is important. We needed it, right? I'm not going to ask you, you know, but what, what, why should we be paying attention to uh, the speed with which websites load? So, um, two things. One, organic traffic is such an important source for uh, traffic to your website and ultimately for your online revenue, right? There's probably no nonprofit on earth would like to say, yeah, I can, I'm fine to give up some not some organic traffic from search. And so because of organic searches, like a uh, critical role in that valuable traffic, a lot of nonprofits are paying for um, SEO for uh, to optimize their website. And so this is, um, <clears throat> This is a, a critical uh, component in that optimization. And it's something that nonprofits that are paying for SEO should doubly pay attention to because, um, you know, the it's very easy to wipe out your SEO investment. If you are, you know, you pay for SEO and, and optimize a page, it's, it's not frozen in time as updates are made to that page, as updates are made to your site, you're making impacts that are uh, impacting your, your core web vitals that's some jargon and uh and ultimately your your page speed uh scores all right uh, we got a few things there now what's the jargon you said you said it so fast i didn't even catch it so uh google 
Google has coined the term core web vitals. And core, so web, these, core web vitals. Yeah. CWVs, so, of course. Yeah, C- it's common C- knowledge. You C- CWVs. C- it's like EKG. You need an annual EKG. Uh, you you got to watch your uh, CWVs. Exactly. A little bit uh, more frequently than annually, but um, <laughs> not every day. Not every day. We do have some people that just obsess, and I love you all that obsess over it. Just don't obsess over it every day. Uh, so core web vitals describe um, the end user's experience with your website, and it's completely defined by Google. And if we think about, like, Google has a pattern of doing this, right? Google has told us over the years that security matters. And if you don't have an SSL certificate, if your website doesn't have HTTPS support in it, uh, then that's going to impact your ability to rank and be found in search results. If your website doesn't support um, mobile, uh, then that's going to impact your ability to be uh, to rank in search results. I remember the I remember those being issues that we we have to pay attention to mobile now because whatever it was, 85% of users are opening page websites uh, on mobile. So now we have to be mobile optimized. That was like, that was like the, uh, that was a cry for a year or or so, you know, um, accessibility was another one. Exactly. Accessibility is important. Um, And I remember the HTTPS too, the uh, S, all right, we've got to get an HTTPS. All right, this is the, this is the, it's the, it's the, that's that's the banner call for the year now. We all got to be, secure sites i remember these things exactly so google's definitely ratcheted up like you know think of like security is important no one's going to argue against that you know mobile optimized is is you know and accessibility is important no one's going to argue against that but you think of the stairway of complexity and now it's almost like they're saying you've got to leap three or four steps on this next one because they've really combined um, there's more than one metric in the core web vitals where security was really binary. Right? Is you either have you know an SSL certificate or you don't. You are secure, you're not. And and mobile optimized, you could argue, is the exact same way. And so core web vitals are um, are definitely uh, more complex uh, metrics for for really all organizations. All right, so it's 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 more technical. We're 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 refining. I'm not sure. You know. Uh, Except to me, accessibility is a big thing. Security, very big thing. Mobile optimized, very big thing. Um, I, I mean, these are important. I'm not saying I'm not saying the report is frivolous, but uh, I wouldn't have you on if I thought it was frivolous subject. You know, we I'd be talking to someone else naturally. So and just, <laughs> so you would be too right now. So so exactly. Um, so, no, so I'm not saying that, but we're like we're we're getting. Uh, more degrees of refinement, some maybe more precise, precise degrees of refinement of the the our, our internet experience. Exactly, experience. Google is trying to define what a good user experience is, and that's so hard, right? And so, what Google is trying to say is that a good user experience starts with how quickly does your content load, how quickly is the most amount of content available. And, and when your content is available, uh, does it shift around? So when someone starts to, to read something on your page, does the content jump to another area and they have to go look for it uh, like an Easter egg? And so that's that describes uh, at a high level the core web vitals. And, and Google is really trying to say this is what um, this is what makes up a good user experience. 
Okay. And just make explicit for us why Google gets this credibility. I mean, how, how much of search is still <laughs> done on, on Google versus the, 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 the alternatives? Yeah. All of it. <laughs> no, not all of it. So, <laughs> it was like ninety nine percent, and then one percent for Bing, and uh, and, and you others. know, we're, I, I think a lot of people in the search business are paying attention to AI agents and what they're possibly doing to Google's business. But the reality is that um, Google Search, Amazon Search, uh, Bing Search these are these are um, this is where people go to seek information, get questions answered still today. And so Google dominates that space. And so that allows them and has allowed them for years to dictate the terms to say, you know, hey, if you want, this is what you need to do to, um, you know, be found by Google's users, right? So what Google wants to do, what they want to avoid is for, for you, whenever you're searching for something and you go to a result that Google's put in front of you, they don't want you to go to that result and then have such a poor experience that you come right back and you then maybe give up on Google and go somewhere else, go to Facebook or go, or go somewhere else. And so um, Google is, is, uh, you know, letting people know by these metrics, the folks that are, that have better core web vitals that have better, that are performing better. They will uh, outrank you if it's one for one, you know, if you have the same similar content and, um, you think about like cancer research, so similar content, similar like health related articles, uh, the article that has better core web vitals is going to uh, uh, should outrank the, the the other. Okay. All right. Thank you. Just want to make this uh, make it explicit why why this is important. Um, and clearly there's some Google self-interest too. They don't want people to get results that they're not satisfied with. Uh, because you know that'll that'll hurt their that'll hurt their own ranking their own perf their own experience uh, people's experience with them I should say yeah they have to provide value so they can provide more advertising <laughs> okay yes uh, we're very concerned about their their bottom line all right so these core web values is that what is that the uh, the the multiple factors that are measured uh, in the in the report these are the core web values. That's absolutely like, right. Like overall, okay. So the, cool. Let's start with uh, just following your report. Uh, let, let's let's first tell folks because uh, I may forget later. So you have a lackluster host. I'm sorry about that. I may forget later to tell folks where to get the report. So where can they get the full report? Oh gosh. Um, so well, it's at the um, rkdgroup.com. I know that RKD Group. This is our 2023 nonprofit website performance report. And if you Google um uh, nonprofit website performance report will right. be the first result um and i certainly and, hope i, I certainly hope yeah. we also have a, a blog post uh that i wrote um uh, called website performance matters and you're probably failing at it um uh, very cheeky there sorry and that links to the this research um which is you know freely available for for everyone right and the research also links to the blog post we're going to talk about both because the blog post has the uh, the what to do about the poor performance that you are uh, that odds are you are experiencing. All right, so I just gave away a little bit, but let's get into the details of the first uh, core value. Okay, no, vital core value, core web vitals. They are like vital signs, right? Your blood. You have to measure your uh, 
your oxygen saturation, your blood pressure, your heart rate, and your overall performance of your website. Exactly. What, what is what what is overall performance? So <clears throat> it's a, a cumulative score that's based off of a lot of jargon. Um, so let's 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 mention the jargon names and then we can unpack those. But the cumulative score is based off of first contentful paint, that's 10% of your score. Speed index, that's another 10% of your score. Largest contentful paint, that's 25% of your score. Total blocking time, that's 30% of your score. And then cumulative layout shift, that's 25% of your score. <clears throat> Hopefully okay. that we are gonna, We're going to talk about some of these, the, the content, especially the contentful <clears throat> uh, yeah. ones, the, the first, the largest. We're going we're gonna to break these down. So not to worry, uh, Charles is not in jargon jail because uh, – we're going to, we are going to define these and talk about them. It's time for a break. Are you looking to maximize your fundraising efforts and impact this giving season? DonorBox's online donation platform is designed to help you reach your fundraising goals. From customizable donation forms to far-reaching easy share crowdfunding and peer-to-peer -peer options, plus seamless in-person giving with DonorBox Live kiosks. DonorBox makes giving simple and fast for your donors and moves the needle on your mission. Visit DonorBox.org and let DonorBox help you help others. Now back to your website performance. So overall performance is, a, is a, an amalgam of the, the, factor, the, uh, the vitals that you just mentioned. I love that exactly. this is vital signs. Uh, you know, it's the health. It's the health of your, you know, just like the health of your body is based on your weight and body mass index and like blood pressure, et cetera. The, uh, the, the, the vital signs of your website. All right. Same thing. Uh, overall performance. Uh, I'll, I'll leave the headline for you. How are we doing overall performance? Uh, so overall performance, um, you know, 80% of nonprofits are, are failing um, at their core web vitals. And yeah. I, I think many are, Many more are paying attention this year than ever before, uh, but I think many are still. This is an area that's new to them, and and where they need some uh, some help with awareness and education here, <clears throat> and um, you know to kind of develop like new habits, new good habits. As you mentioned, uh, how do you keep your healthy bo your body healthy? You know, the same same kind of starts to apply to your your website uh, when it comes to adding adding new content. What are you eating? What are you putting into your website? Well. Is that new image uh, optimized for the web or is it, you know, a giant five megabyte file, that type of thing? Okay. And now for each of these vital signs, uh, they're evaluated in mobile. You evaluated them. You, 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 did you do the study or did you just, uh, were you actually doing the, the you were 2000 websites that you evaluated? Did, did you actually yes. do the, did you actually do the work, put the, put them in? Uh, both. Um, I came up with the, the concept and um, I do a lot of this work uh, for individual uh, nonprofits like our, our clients at RKD. And so, um, you know, we started with, uh, I think, a list of uh, 3000 nonprofits and uh, that got whittled down a bit. But we had a, a really good representation of uh, the industry and the different sectors uh, within our industry. And uh, so, absolutely, um, uh, I was you know, part of this part of this study. 
Um, It's and you're right. There is a a desktop version of these scores and a mobile version of these scores. If you're paying attention, you know, your desktop scores are a lot more forgiving. They're probably a lot better than your mobile scores and your mobile scores. You probably wish uh, you could ignore this, (laughs) but why? Yeah. We're going to talk about each, each of these factors, as I said, but why is it that overall mobile uh, performance on on mobile devices is much poorer than on desktop devices. Why is that? So um, it is is primarily the the amount of content that we're putting into our our pages, right? And so uh, think of think of anyone's homepage, and there's uh, almost no end to what people feel like. I need to. This is the front page uh, of our our online experience of our user experience. And so there's so much there and we often want it to be interactive. And so maybe we want video to it. And so video on desktop is more forgiving because most people have a broadband connection video on mobile. Uh, you know, Google will judge you over like a 4g connection. And, uh, and so it's less forgiving to have all of this, like really heavy interactive experiences and content on on mobile and so i i think that's a good spot to say like achieving a hundred isn't the end goal here um you know we want to have positive scores we want to have good scores so that we rank well but um sacrificing what you need to communicate a message shouldn't be the goal uh meaning like here here is a um a, a dark page with light text. Here's a, a light page with dark text and that's it. Like that's, we're not, no one's arguing that we go there to that extreme. Although that would, you would score really well. <laughs> well, that was, yeah, but that was back in uh dial up and uh, DSL days when before, before we had images and everything was text and, and lo- page load speeds were like 30 seconds. Yeah. And right. so, um, and, and, some of the mobile scores are still impacted by um, that, like a 4G connection uh, time. And so we know we know that's not everyone on mobile. And so we just have to be aware of that's that's part of uh, what how Google is kind of ranking and judging our, our mobile scores. And the report breaks it down by uh, by sector. You have probably eight or so uh, sectors for each of these vital signs. We're not going to go into them. Folks can get that kind of detail if it's, you know, arts and culture versus education, et cetera, versus human services, et cetera. But um, we're, we're, we're doing poorly in mobile. Uh, I mean, the, the percentage wow. of, yeah, across the board, right? It doesn't matter what your sector. Um, the, um, the percentages of pages that either failed or were poor, were poor or needed improvement is very much higher than the ones that were rated good. Yeah, unfortunately. On mobile, on mobile, on mobile. Yeah, very true. Okay. And uh, and desktop, uh, much different. Desktop scores much better across all sectors. It does. And and one of the reasons for that is Google doesn't put the same threshold of 4G on desktop like it does on mobile. And and so it's easier to to score higher on on desktop. And part of the reason that is also if we think about like 
where do we often start when we're designing? So many are still starting from desktop and then thinking, well, this all of this will just kind of scale for mobile, but it's mm. it's still quite a bit uh for mobile there. And it's it's why, you know, if we, we think about what might it take to score better in mobile, it's gonna probably take a lot more folks starting with a mobile design and scaling that up. Interesting. Okay. Okay. Uh, okay, so let's move to our, our next vital sign. First, first, I, I, the layman's term is first piece of content. Yeah, that's exactly but, right. Yeah, but you have a fancy, you have a fancy term. What was it? So first, contentful paint. First, contentful paint. It's a mouthful. Contentful or contentful? Uh, it's con yeah. I guess it's got to be contentful. It it is. Uh, paint. It's not paint. First, first, first contentful paint. paint. Exactly. Why don't they just call it first piece of content? Uh, what you know? What, why do these MIT engineers need to need to complicate things? All right, it's the first piece of content that loads on your site, right? That exactly right. They're, good, they're so it could be a text block, or it could be an image, or it could be I don't know your header, or what? what right? Any of those things could be first. And so this is really um, this metric measures the first point at which the user can see anything, anything. And the first paint, um, a, a fast first paint should happen in, you know, 1.8 seconds or less, which today sounds reasonable. But, um, you know, we start adding doodads and video and we start looking at a, maybe a three second first paint and then all of a sudden you've got a, a lower score. Right. Over three was poor, isn't it? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> uh, right. So between 1.8 and three was uh needs improvement and then over three was poor where did we get so attention deficited that three seconds is a is, is a long time um <laughs> that's a that's, uh, that's a, a that, maybe that's a uh when when did we when did we uh when did the goldfish beat us on our attention on an attention span <laughs> right right uh, that's a metaphysical question uh yeah. maybe more for a neuroscientist or something so uh but all right, so three seconds is poor for the first piece. And then we're not talking about the whole, we haven't gotten to the whole site yet. This is or all the content. We're talking about the first piece, longer than three seconds, poor. Exactly. All right. <clears throat> the largest, yes. the largest paint is probably a natural place to go next, right? So well, yeah, I just want to, I just want to make clear that the yeah. we're uniformly bad. First, first piece, uniformly bad on mobile uniformly better uh, at desktop yeah Same. it's so much easier to score on better on desktop yeah right right okay yeah largest go ahead largest paint will be um the the point at which the largest content is loaded so that that you know maybe just dropping contentful and just call it first paint largest paint in your head it work <clears throat> so largest paint would be when is the majority of your content available for the your end user, your visitor, your your prospective donor or supporter, and this is, you know, shockingly fast, right? This needs to be shockingly fast. You think about if a good score is one point eight seconds or less for first paint, a fast largest paint is still uh, two point five seconds or less, and so it, it the majority of your content cannot uh, take too long to follow the first part of your content in in Google's eyes. Right. So still under, we're under three seconds. Yeah. Two and a half, 2.5 seconds. Yeah. All right. In, 
you know, there's a lot of studies in the e-commerce world that that show the the cost of doing business if your e-commerce site, you know, if you could shave a second off of your e-commerce site, what that normally does to uh, to um, revenue and conversion rate. And I, we don't like to think of donors and, and nonprofit constituents in the same way, but they're the same people. The same people that are shopping on Amazon are on yeah. your website. Right. Amazon and its ilk have raised the bar for, for all websites. Exactly. People expect that kind of seamless performance uh, experience uh, because they get it from Amazon. So so they're ticked off when they don't get it from your nonprofit. Exactly. Which is not really fair. If Amazon can do it, why can't you? Well, uh, okay, because Amazon has, I don't know, trillion dollar research budgets and tens of thousands of engineers and you don't but uh everybody's let's face it everybody's not that uh, not that forgiving when they evaluate uh their experience with your nonprofit. uh yeah i, I see that even as, especially among i'm thinking about board members who have their own businesses uh they're a lot more forgiving of their own businesses than they are of the, the nonprofit board that they sit on um, all right all right so Let's let's take a break from. We're going to get to the next one after largest content, but uh, folks can evaluate their own websites. Oh yeah, the, the the same the same way you did, right? With the two thousand that you put in, where where do where do people go to evaluate their own site and and have it measured quickly? Yeah, great question. So, um, in Google, Google Page Speed Insights, uh, the URL is pagespeed web.dev um you don't have to remember that if you just google page speed insights this page speed one word insights would be the second word uh this should be the first result for you and then put in your url and and keep in mind when you put in that url that's just one page you're testing you're not testing your whole site and so um just keep in uh, mind like in in probably when you've got people giving you opinions on this um like a board member uh, they might, if they took a peek at your scores, it's probably just your homepage, which is probably the most content heavy page. And, and you have, <clears throat> you hopefully know your top landing pages that drive, uh, you know, your most valuable traffic and this, that, and the other. So, uh, don't just look at your homepage. Don't just look at a donation form. Take a look at your top landing pages and see how you're doing, um, overall. Okay, right. So that perfect sense. Yeah, uh, right. If you just put in your .org and and there, right, it's just a homepage. But you yeah. can drill down to those top pages that are, are that that get the most hits, that are most important to you and put those URLs in. And it, I did I went to the tool. It's very simple. It's, it's just like a Google it's just like Google search. Exactly. Just put a URL in and and click and you'll get scores on all these uh and all these factors. The vital signs. I don't know what it's called, but all the vital signs will be evaluated for your for whatever URL you put in. I like that. I'm going to just start calling them vital signs as well. The vital signs, so, yes. Like, like I said, like respirations and then blood pressure. All right. Um, next one is our speed index score. What is this vital measuring? <clears throat> speed index. How quickly your content. Um, is visibly populated. So uh, this is just 
ultimately how quickly does everything load i know this sounds like it should already be captured uh in first paint and largest paint it's a separate metric for whatever reason in google's world and a fast speed index should be um you know 3.4 seconds or or less all right this is the whole page though this is the whole page right. yeah initially we were measuring first piece of content largest piece of content uh, this is the entire page. This is the whole page. And you think about the progression from first first paint in 1.8 seconds or less, largest paint in 2.5 seconds or less, and now the whole page in 3.4 seconds. It's a it's not, you know, you're talking about hundreds of a second, milliseconds. It's not a lot of time in between these things happening. <clears throat> All right. So 3.4. So the, the, for the whole page, you're letting you go over three seconds, but not you can't have three and a half. Right. Over 3.4 is needs improvement, right? Exactly. Right. And what was poor? What what above what score is or above what time was poor for the the speed index score? Oh gosh, let me actually look at the report on that one. Okay. I just uh I'm just amazed by the lack of a uh, lack of attention or lack of patience. That we all have. I'm not. And that's not like I'm saying I wait. I'm willing to wait 30 seconds for a page to load. I'm not. And so a poor we're score all in is, this together. But no, you're actually right. A poor score is um, so needs improvement is. Um, sorry, I was actually reading the wrong thing. Um, it should be uh, over four seconds for needs for. Um, oh, so it gives you four seconds for the. It gives you four seconds. Yeah. For for okay, good. That's for poor. For poor. Oh, over, wait, over four is poor? Yeah. Okay. That's not a lot of time for an entire page. Four seconds. And no. and there's, so there's research that, sh that, that if people have to wait too long, they will, they'll just go away? So, um, yes. And so what Google, you know, what Google's saying is they're seeing is like, you click on a link and you come back, or maybe you clicked on what a lot of people probably do, so you click on four links and you know you're you know you you aren't engaging with them or you're not engaging with them long enough so that google's goes like okay um you spent so many seconds here and it wasn't enough you know this is <clears throat> quick quick tangent you know but in in google analytics 4 there is a metric called an engaged session and the default google has deemed the default time for an engaged session is 10 seconds and I, I think that most 10 of seconds us, that's engaged. Yeah. I 10 think seconds is us, engaged. I thought like exactly. 30 minutes is engaged. No, no. I think, and I think most of us would actually go like 10 seconds is um, somebody just kind of window shopping. It's just kind of like, what, where's your phone number? What, where's your address? Like 10 seconds is, and so in, in Facebook and Google's world, 10 seconds or more is an engaged session. Uh, but I think for a nonprofit that's trying to make meaningful connections, uh, you know, your metric should be um, a minute. <laughs> you know, it should yeah, be. Yeah, come on. I mean, I, I think Google needs more baby boomers uh, and 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 a great, great generation because we would say like 20 minutes is an engaged session. All right. Exactly. All right. Anyway, that, engaging with a person anyway. But even a website, ah, 10 seconds. All right. Uh, yeah, a minute. It just doesn't seem like a lot of time. I don't I mean... <laughs> You're reading things. I mean, videos. I understand videos is supposed to be 90 seconds or less. 
Um, all right. What a world we're living in as, yeah. to, to flesh it out like this. I mean, I'm, we're all living it every single day, but to talk about, to talk about these speeds, it's, it uh, it, it's almost it surreal is. that uh, it I, I, it's, 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 yeah, it's surreal. It's hard to, hard to imagine it being true. Now for right. uh, our nonprofit friends out there and you know, when you're ready, you can change your, you can customize your definition of an engaged session. And so your engaged session doesn't have to be Google's, de- de- um, you know, 10 second oh. definition. You can, in the future, you can change it to be 30 seconds, a minute, 20 minutes. You can do that. But if you have Google Analytics for off the shelf with that uh, default setting, it's 10 seconds. Okay. All right. But it's changeable. All right. At least, at least the thing is forgiving uh, to, to by human, by at least by my human standards anyway. All right. Um, let's deal with accessibility. We're, we're doing this is a good one we're doing we're doing we've improved <clears throat> over the past many yeah. years and this one is the the best of all the scores that we've talked about all the vital signs that we've talked about so far i agree with you i agree with you we've in our physical uh locations we are have made our physical locations more accessible and inclusive uh it's important that we make our online um content more accessible <laughs> right, more- Charles is uh, Charles is showing the thickness of his glasses Charles has bad glass <laughs> uh, bad eyes all right and so uh I'm not the only one and so we um Google is is definitely made accessibility um uh, a factor and so um this is not a hard one to get right and you want to get this right as it actually a hundred percent overlaps with SEO so you know the alt text on an image well that's part of accessibility and that also is needed for seo your good good page headlines good page titles uh good uh contrast so that people can read so we're not doing uh tony let me let me hear your thoughts on um gray font on a like really light gray font on a white page is that that, no, that, sounds, um, that sounds terrible. I mean, I'd, like I <laughs> sixty one. I would be squint. I would be squinting at I, that. Why does this have to be so hard to read? So yeah, that um, contrast is uh, important, and because it makes it easier to read. And so Google just has seen from people that um, where things are are hard to read, um, whether or not accessible for uh, folks, they they leave and they don't come back. All right. Uh, th- those are the vital signs that uh, that I'd like to cover because I want to spend the rest of our time talking about what to do about these issues that you will have discovered when you go to PageSpeed Insights uh, tool, the, the Google tool. Um, all right, so you have some advice about uh, what how to prioritize because you know we we want to we want to have a good experience for our users. We also want to rank high, as high as possible in Google search results. So how do, how do we approach the, the, uh, the remedy to, to what we, we are likely to discover because we're all doing so poorly, especially, yeah, yeah. In, especially in mobile. So, um, the, I guess I would say step zero is make sure that this is a priority for your whole team. Um, you know, if you have a, a partner, whether it's in like an SEO specialist or an agency that's working with you, it can't just be a priority for them because if you have 
different team members or even different teams that are creating content, uploading content, uh, updating content on your website. Um, you know, your your website is rarely a static, set and forget it thing. It's it's um, always being updated and touched. And so, any investment that you make, um, really, you have to have uh, step zero be everyone on your team, everyone with your organization that touches the website has to be um, you know following um, your own guidelines for uh, your healthy vitals. Uh, to have your you know po- healthy and positive vital signs. Once you've got that, because that's really going to be whether or not hey you know I spent so much money I invested in in improving this and is it going to be the just as good as it was when the investment was <laughs> delivered the work was delivered or is it is it eroded? We would we really want to avoid uh, wasting that investment. So uh, once you're past step zero, recommend that you do <clears throat> an audit of your website tags. And so these used to be um, hard-coded pixels. You know, people used to put a Facebook pixel and a Google pixel and every other pixel like hard-coded into their site. And we were taught, all right, that's not the best way to do it. And we moved all of our tags to a tag manager like Google Tag Manager or Telium. Most nonprofits are using uh, Google Tag Manager. So we'll stick with that. And so that's a good thing. Google Tag Manager makes it easier to control like where a pixel loads, where a, where an advertising tag loads or doesn't load. Um, what uh, I think too many people do is they add tags and then they, but they're not actually going back and saying, what shouldn't be here anymore? And so uh, mm. here's, a, here's a little question for the audience is uh, how many of you out there uh, have Google Analytics 3 tags still uh, loading in your tag manager? Um, as Google Analytics 3 isn't capturing, isn't collecting data for you anymore. And I bet, I bet it's more than zero. Um, so the tags, and this is a, here's a, here's another uh, neat trick to try. They call it a trick. It's not, it's not a trick. If you have the ability to have a, like a staging environment for your site. And I hope that you all do. So if you mean, if you have a developer environment where you can make changes and it doesn't experience, it doesn't impact um, the, your, your site visitors experience, do your page speed insights with no tags, like no tags on your, your staging site and see, and then, then take a look at what the, uh, the same uh, page speed score is with your production site, with the tags on. That's the cost of all of the, you know, conversion tracking, your digital analytics. Um, that's the cost of, of, of that. And I'm not arguing like we, we need that knowledge. We need that information, but there's a cost to it. There's an expense and it's going to impact your, uh, your vital signs. Uh, it's going to ultimately impact the, um, the page, uh, the page speed as the time to load the page will be like, do you have 200 tags, 300 tags in Tag Manager? And it's all of those are loading. And so um, it's good for you to see the total cost of those. So you can know, well, how often do I need, can I can I just do spring cleaning once a year? Do I need to, to have a program where we are looking at um, retiring tags and removing tags every quarter? Um, it's probably not, doesn't need to be that frequent as every quarter, but if, um, you're not looking at it at least once a year. 
chances are you've got like dozens of tags that could be um, retired and removed and, and that are adding to your, that are lowering your score. It's time for Tony's Take Two. Thank you, Kate. And thank you for listening to Nonprofit Radio. I am grateful that you support the show, that you're listening to the show. And I understand you might not listen every week. Right? You might see a topic, doesn't work for you. But overall, you're subscribing and listening, and I am grateful. I'm channeling you. I'm thinking about what topics interest you, guests interest you, even while I'm talking to a guest, the questions that you would want to ask. So I'm doing what I can to encourage you to listen. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm glad that you're there. I guess that's all to say I don't take our listeners for granted. I'm grateful that you're listening, and I'm working hard, along with Kate, each week to uh, keep you along. We want you listening. So thank you. Thanks for being with us. And that is Tony's Take Two. Kate. Thank you so much, nonprofit family, for sticking with us and for staying with the podfather at Tony Martinetti Nonprofit Radio. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. All right. Yes, absolutely. Grateful for our listeners. Well, we've got Buku, but loads more time. Now back to your website performance with Charles Lahoset. Are tags getting added incrementally as as content updates? Is that what happens? To me, I thought tags were, were well, I had a misunderstanding about tags. Uh, I thought they were just to describe o- overarching, you know, what the page is about. Um, oh, so no, 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 that's, so there's a, a, a tag in like WordPress can describe uh, the content or the like, you know, describe maybe an image. Are we talking so about that, page? Are we talking about page level? Or talking, uh, talking about um, uh, the the page level, but it's not in the not in like your content management system. This would be uh, like a Facebook pixel, so that uh, your so that Facebook can know whether or not this person converted on a Facebook ad or Google Google level, where Google can know this person converted on a Google ad or right. and that all type right. of thing. So all of the those are all pixels and tags that end up getting loaded on your site. And so those, you know, we they were originally called a pixel, which sounds like a really innocuous thing, but really anymore, they're a bit a piece of code that can load more pixels. And so it's a bit of JavaScript that can load more code and um and it ultimately impact the uh the the how fast or how not fast your site loads. Okay. Okay. That's for our, for our listeners. And for me, that that's sufficient level of detail on tags, pay attention to your tags, audit them. Sounds like semi-annual, you know, twice a year, or somebody should be paying attention to them at least once a year. I would, I would say at least once a year. If you have, uh, you know, under a hundred tags, if you have, like uh, like 300 tags or more, then this should be a semi-annual uh, routine for you all. Okay, excellent, thank you. Uh, sliders, you're concerned about sliders. Now, sliders, is that, these are these images that when you open the, uh, I guess they're mostly on a homepage. Yeah. But they're, 
No, they could be other pages too. That's true. I mostly see them home pages though. The, the the images slides and there's five or six dots for you to know how many how many images there are going to be or you can select them. Is that a slider? That's exactly right. That's a slider. These things uh, they're not so they're not they're not so vogue anymore. They're not. Um, they're a little out. They're out there. I still see them around. I didn't know. Uh, people have a hard time letting go of their sliders, why, right? <laughs> okay, why why are they not as popular as they were like what three years ago or just or so? Or was it in three, four years ago? Yeah, you're right. No, they they were the standard um three or four years yeah. ago for sure. Um, what happened? What happened to sliders? So user experience experts and Google, folks like Google have um really been steering us away from um sliders where you have one space that has five messages seven messages and it's 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 you know when you're talking about that that main hero spot on your home page that first loads there's i i completely understand why you want to have well here's message one and here's message two totally understand why uh that is the um that's going to result in the 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 biggest loss in in your health your uh health vitals your core web vitals um especially if you have you know three five seven images it's not the text that loads in it it's the the images because all of those images load on your site uh in the slider and so it's adding to the overall weight of the site and um Kind of a, a a good little sidebar on sliders is the um not enough nonprofits are optimizing the images for the web and so you you know it's it's uh very common to see a one like every image to be one megabyte or larger and so then all right you've got three images that's three megabytes five images five megabytes and then you're talking about over a four second load time on mobile for sure Okay. And so um here's a little a little secret for anybody it's free tiny png tiny png um you drop drag and drop your images into tiny png and they will it's a free service and it will uh give you an optimized version. So uh, if you're working in I don't know Photoshop, you're playing around with how much compression should I do or don't do, don't do that. Just Drag and drop your images to tiny PNG, and um, and use that free service to make sure the images on your site are optimized for the web. Cool. Well, I love free resources. TinyPNG.com. Yep. That's it. All right. Yep. All right. So sliders. So I get for 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 folks that never implemented sliders when they were popular when they were Vogue. So now you're ahead. You you you're. You're so far behind. You're ahead. You didn't. You never did the sliders. <laughs> now you're. Now you're ahead. So it was. It was valuable. To, it was worth it to ne- to not be, not be, uh, cutting edge. Now that you're ahead. Sound, that sounds like my approach to fashion. So yes, that is so far uh, behind. You're ahead. <laughs> that's exactly right. You're waiting for bell bottoms to come back. I am too. I know. I am. <laughs> I. I'm waiting to take out my bell bottom suits again. Um. All right, sliders, not so popular, not a good idea. Uh the technology changes, I guess, because they were they were the they seemed to be the standard for website design for for uh, I don't know how for how long, but I'm thinking like 4 or 5 years ago, they were they were very popular. Lots of lots of sites converted to the big 
big bulky yeah. slider files. It, All right. it was innovative at the at the when they first came out. It was innovative because like my my it solved a problem. My problem is I I need to highlight more than one thing. Yeah. Okay. Here. Yeah. All right. Uh, what else? Well, we talk image optimization. I know that's image optimization. I snuck in there. Um, okay. Tiny PNG, a really great resource. Tiny PNG right. for you WordPress users has a WordPress plugin. Um, they have a paid service, and Tiny PNG also um, will let you put in a URL for your you know, like similar to PageSpeed Insights. You can put in your um, the page URL, and it'll analyze all of the images on that page, and it'll let you know um, where you can do better. And then it'll offer you a download to have all of those images uh, fully optimized. It's, I mean, oh my gosh, what a what a yeah. valuable free service! It's yeah, we love it. We love it. <clears throat> all right, tinypng.com. Um, you have something to say about light boxes? Light boxes. So these are pop-ups. These are moguls. We're gonna call them. Light you can see, but you can, light box. You can see through it. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Lightbox where it's uh, semi, uh, semi transparent, right. semi opaque. These we also had see. their moment. Uh, I think. I think lightboxes came before sliders. Uh, I think. Yeah. Well, the, they, the definitely the like the advertising pop up that kind of I think introduced this idea of like, hey, why not do that on my own site? Like, I'm not. I, I'm trying to say this is what I want you to focus on right now. This is the most important thing for you. So yeah, right. Join our newsletter. Sign our petition. Yeah. Okay. Light boxes are, are they are they out like sliders or they're they're just you need to be so, judicious about their use or what? We need to be really judicious. Google has um, really has, judicious to the point of don't use them. If uh, you are, all right, Charles, I'm trying to nail you down. All right, you don't have to be so definitive, but. If you're in a competitive market, if so, if you're um, if you're a food bank, use them. You're if you're a food bank, you're probably not competing with another food bank in your immediate area. Use them. Uh, if you're in a competitive market, let's say let's call it cancer research for to be easy. You could you could say disaster relief. Uh, if you're in a competitive market, um, Google has said uh, light boxes are no on mobile. Lightboxes are no mobile. So if you are using lightboxes in mobile, that's a problem. Uh, and, and Google is saying that uh, translates to a poor user experience. And so lightboxes, that means if you're if you're in that space where you have more competitive peers, we're not we might not be saying that you directly compete with them, but there's a lot of uh, competing options. Yeah. Uh, then uh, lightboxes, you should focus on lightboxes on desktop only. And if you're in a space where you're the only one focusing on animal welfare in uh, Lawrence, Kansas. You're fine to do because then you're not really competing for ranking and um, uh, animal shelters in in Lawrence, Kansas. And so you're fine to use light boxes on mobile and desktop. Just know ultimately there is a cost to that in in your core web vitals, but it's um, light boxes and mobile for competitive uh, markets really really risky to your organic search traffic help me understand light boxes versus pop-ups are they are they now the same when you're when you're saying light boxes do you are you including pop-ups no I, I was distinguishing <clears throat> but you know you're, again you know lackluster host uh, i don't work in tech i work in planned giving fundraising so to me, a light box was was a pop up that you could see through, and a pop up was a pop up that was um, opaque. 
couldn't see. Uh, oh, oh, okay. I was talking about a pop up that was so my 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 definition of a pop up was more of the the light box that was um, opaque. But I guess because I okay. think there's oh you 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 know the you know the definition yeah right? yeah. All so right. let's describe it as um, if it's a oh. pop up and it doesn't block any of the background behind it. I mean, it I mean it doesn't have any shroud. Then uh, Google's okay with that. If it if you have a a pop up that has or an or a light box that has a shroud, meaning it's semi opaque, it's semi transparent, but it blocks content in the background or your access to it, then uh, that's what Google is saying. That's a no on mobile if you're in a competitive market. Okay, all right, and clearly uh, my definition and my understanding is outdated. Don't be surprised. Uh, so pop up, pop up is what we. We refer to them as pop-ups. I mean, I'm sorry. We refer to them as light boxes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Light sorry, boxes. Yeah. That's what. Yeah. Sorry. I'm sorry. All right. Light boxes. Light boxes. Stop saying pop-ups. That's the last time I'm going to use that word. The light boxes. All right. Now, not, you know, I'm not following this the way you are. Um, what, else, what else should we focus on, Charles? You got so, some more, um, a little more in there. In order to make sure your content loads the fastest, you should be using uh, what's called a CDN, which is uh, a content distribution network. Um, you really want to seek hosting solutions that are integrated with a CDN so that you don't have to try and solve for this separate. But, um, you know, so a hosting solution for those of you on WordPress, uh, WP Engine has uh, a built-in CDN for you, and you should take advantage of that. For anyone uh, that needs a separate solution, Cloudflare. Cloudflare has a really great uh, and and really really cost-effective CDN for you um, to help uh, essentially deliver your content faster. So um, the concept this what this used to describe is that. Your server might be in California and your site visitor might be in DC. And so the CDN will host images and on their servers closer to DC so that that request doesn't have to go all the way to California to go get the content to go all the way back to DC. And so instead, um, a, cloud, a, a CDN like Cloudflare might have uh, your images on your site hosted in uh, like a North Virginia data center so that it's um, that site visitor accesses your your site content faster. CDN, faster content. CDN, Content Distribution Network. Yep. Okay. Okay. And then you have some advice specifically for WordPress since WordPress is such a popular hosting uh, creation platform. Uh, yeah, WordPress. Um, so many nonprofits are on WordPress, and uh, really, so many websites are on WordPress. And so, if you're on WordPress, um, you should really be on WP Engine as your uh, web host, unless you're doing something. Um, there's a there's a few people that maybe WP Engine is, WP Engine isn't the best option for, but for the most part, if your website is, um, um. Josh, what, how how do I qualify this for you? I don't know, under under ten thousand pages, WP Engine is a really great option for you. Under five thousand pages, WP Engine is a really great option for you. Okay, WP and WP, WP Engine. WP so you Engine. Wanna, so you want to make sure you want to ask your tech and, and, consultant or uh, yeah, 
if you're on like you have one uh, GoDaddy no. hosting, this is not something you want to stay on. GoDaddy hosting for your site, you want to eventually go. Okay, if I'm that, some of the things that you would do to optimize your health scores or optimize your core of vitals, you can't do without a proper host. So WP Engine is a proper host for WordPress sites. Uh, GoDaddy, sorry, GoDaddy, not so much for you. Um, within WP Engine, there is uh, an option called. Uh, WP Engine's advanced network that um, is like a a easy button for uh, page performance and page speed. And so okay. uh, if you're on WP Engine, it's, you're probably not using that yet. And so definitely uh, ask um, your website partner, your uh, internal technical folks to about the advanced network. Okay. The the next thing for WordPress would be Gutenberg. Uh, Gutenberg has been out for a number of years now. Gutenberg uh, is the <laughs> this is funny to to say it's the native editor in WordPress. So meaning like when you go when you are on WordPress when you are editing content, the native editor that ships with WordPress is Gutenberg. Well, it wasn't the first editor that shipped with WordPress. And so over the years, people worked with their favorite editor that came with so many bells and whistles to make it, make it easier to edit content. Well, those legacy editors um, are load, the content loads slower than content in Gutenberg. And so um, people have actually, um, there was a, a button to defer, like, I don't want to use Gutenberg and I'm going to, there's actually a plugin they would use to defer uh, yeah. Gutenberg and push that back. And uh, definitely if you're, if you're building a, a new site in 2024 in WordPress, it should be in Gutenberg. It is uh, your, SE, your SEO um, uh, consultant or partner will uh, will love you for that, and so will your page speed scores. Okay, it's all about the vitals. All right, yeah. Gutenberg. And, go to the original. Go to the original printing press. Use the Gutenberg. Here you go. We've uh, we've come full circle with uh, with technology there, right? All right. Um, you have one more. You got auto optimized for WordPress uh, WordPress developed sites. Yeah, so this is again an easy button, and so auto optimize will. Um, Gosh, you wish you had this for your own uh, life where your body would just sort of exercise itself and would avoid um, any kind of bad eating habits. But auto-optimize uh, does a lot to advance and improve your page speed scores. Um, it'll also improve your uh, images and uh, also um, make your, your, your site load a lot faster. It is um, going to be a lot less expensive to test out auto optimize and see did it break anything is it did it did it improve anything than to uh you know hire a really expensive consultant to do all this work by hand so definitely um consider if you're on wordpress test these things test these things in a staging or development environment meaning not in a live environment where we might break something for a site visitor or a donor and so when we test these things in a staging environment, we can say, oh, hey, this doesn't break anything. And it gave us a 30% improvement to our scores or 50% improvement to our scores. We've seen some really drastic um, improvements to scores with auto-optimize. And it's it feels like in some ways it's the easy button for uh, WordPress sites. 
Charles, we're going to leave it there. All right. So the the uh, the report is 2023 nonprofit website performance report. You'll find it at rkdgroup.com or just search that report name. Uh, and I think you know, to the uh, you're, you're you're looking at your own scores like bone density and A1C and cholesterol and triglycerides and uh, total cholesterol and uh, high density and low density lipoproteins. You got to look at uh, you, you know you got to look at your at your first piece of content, largest content, your speed index scores. These are all vitals. Vitals. Exactly. You gotta... Are you looking at your own health health metrics every day? Right. Exactly. Yeah. So is there a parallel? I mean, uh, yeah. Yeah. well, I, a little more I, often. I mean, we, hopefully you're doing a uh, primary care physician visit once a year. Yeah. And eyes and uh, dentists should be twice a year. So some of these things are a couple times a year. Right. Some things we obsess over, like you might right. obsess over blood pressure more than triglycerides. But we're we're it's all it's all in a balance. Right. Is, it, is that a fair exactly. analogy? Is, is that it fair? is. I think if you're obsessing over it daily, that's an unhealthy obsession. And and I think yeah. if you've developed good habits like you would with uh, your own uh, diet and exercise routines, then for your website, um, like that at priority zero or step zero I talked about, then um, then you shouldn't be surprised when you are looking at your core web vitals uh, quarterly or semi-annually. Um, I would look at it more than once a year, but I wouldn't look at it every single day. Cause that's just uh, when you see a change uh, on any given day, you, you, you know, it's, it's, I, I think that is a, a distraction. <clears throat> All right. Charles Lahoset, he's on LinkedIn. RKD Group is at rkdgroup.com. Charles, thank you very much. Loved it. Hey, Tony, it was a pleasure. Thank you. All right. Next week, it'll be one from the archive. If you missed any part of this week's show, I beseech you to find it at tonymartinetti.com. We're sponsored by DonorBox. Outdated donation forms blocking your supporters' generosity this giving season? DonorBox, the fast, flexible, and friendly fundraising platform for nonprofits. DonorBox.org. Our creative producer is Claire Meyerhoff. I'm your associate producer, Kate Martinetti. The show's social media is by Susan Chavez. Mark Silverman is our web guy. And this music is by Scott Stein. Thank you for that affirmation, Scotty. Be with us next week for Nonprofit Radio. Big nonprofit ideas for the other 95%. Go out and be great. <laughs>